<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey, folks, before we start our special Monday show, let's talk about our Amazon link for the holidays at BobSeska.com. Whether you're shopping for yourself or if you're buying music by one of our excellent indie bands or if you're getting a jump on your holiday shopping without leaving your house, don't forget to use our Amazon link just beneath the logo at bobsuska.com. Our special link will take you to the front page of Amazon.com where you can go shopping until you're dropping and by doing so through our link, we receive a teeny tiny commission on some of your purchases. Thanks for shopping through our Amazon link and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorable Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Partisanship's over. We elected a president. This is for everybody. No banners tonight. American flag. Okay, but we're using the seal, and I'll put Senate and House leadership up there. No balloons, no confetti. Why? It's not a party. It is a party. Yeah, but we won. We don't have to pander. Please don't say that. On your birthday, don't we pander to you? Not as much as I'd like. I'm not kidding. What are you babbling about? We haven't won anything yet. The speech is done. Two speeches are done. What's the second? I've got a speech if he wins, I've got a speech if he doesn't. You wrote a concession? Of course I wrote a concession. What do you, you want to tempt the wrath of the whatever from high atop the thing? No. Then go outside, turn around three times and spit. What the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> it's like 25 degrees outside. Go! He wrote a concession speech. Of course he wrote a concession speech, why wouldn't he? What possible reason would he have for not writing a concession speech? The wrath from high atop the thing. He upped and said we were gonna no, you gotta go outside, turn around three times, and curse. Spit. Spit and curse. Do everything. Go. Go! 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 go. <clears throat> These things have a half-life, you know? You can't just... Did you... Yes, I turned, I cursed, I spat, it froze. You can't be too careful. I think you can. Bob Seska! If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. The Bob Seska Show! <laughs> Everyone who listens on a regular basis knew I was going to play that clip today. I assure you. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, November 2, 2020. And this is the Bob Seska Show presented by, you know what I said it was Tuesday, it's actually Monday. <laughs> See? Uh, we changed the day of the show and I'm already screwing it up. It is Monday, November 2, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello, what's up? Day 1,384 of the Trump crisis. Holy God, one day until the end of the 2020 presidential election. So let's wow. bring him in, my good friend Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank News and Comment. Hi, Buzz. How are you? Oh, ya? man. <laughs> really? One, well, actually, that's uh, one day left? One. That, that's that's like less than one tenth of a Scaramucci. 
I was hoping you would go there. Yes, thank you. <laughs> We're doing a Tuesday show on Monday. That's right. I totally uh, forgot, man. That's yeah, a yeah. the first brain fart of the week. There'll be more. There will oh, be more. We're, we're going to be fine. We can make much bigger uh, errors than that. And we have. Hey, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. And we've both been crazy busy decorating Trump's prison cell. <laughs> I, I was, uh, again, egg today. You know, this has happened before. Again mm. today, I was almost late for the show. Mm. Uh, and and I, I picked up some advice in my experience. Never, and I mean never, take one of those Trump buses to the airport. <laughs> You're walking back in the cold. Oh, oh! Speaking of which, I just I just got off the phone with the uh, AAA, uh-huh. and uh, no, uh, they cannot do anything about the Trump caravans. <laughs> Such a holes. Uh, we had to. Uh, oh man, had to turn back the clocks again yesterday. Yeah. Didn't we do that once already when Amy Barrett was confirmed? <laughs> Twice in you know a month. Yeah, these are much. home runs. <laughs> uh, and and I noticed uh, this year it's twenty twenty, so mm-hmm. anything goes. But I noticed this year on the calendar we have uh, three really scary nights fall within a single week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Halloween, uh, Day of the Dead, and Election Night. <laughs> I know. I'm going to describe how scary it is in just a second here. <laughs> be be very afraid. I yeah. I hope I can soothe that a bit. Uh, but but I finally, you know, I've talked about this with you, Bob, uh, off the air. I finally did it. I finally started cleaning out my uh, garage over the weekend, mm-hmm. and I found I I collect so much stuff. I've <laughs> accumulated so much stuff. Uh, you'll never believe. I found not one, not two, but three Hunter Biden laptops. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> Played this yeah, one on he, Thursday, and I was uh, happy to play it again today, man. And and, and like Mary Trump, uh, he had me with the Donner party. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I know. And by by the way, uh, congratulations on a great week of shows last week. Oh, uh, thank you. Wow, uh, Rachel Bittacoff and uh, and Mary Trump. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, stellar timing uh, for a stellar week of shows. Uh, so congratulations to you, my friend. You oh, thank it. you, thank you. And you, of course, were one of those shows. But I should say, what? yeah, yeah, we did. Didn't we do a show last Tuesday? I think we I did, and it was a strong show, from what I recall. Seems, seems yeah. like a year ago. So it's like Mary Trump, uh, Rachel Bittacover, and the great Buzz Burbank, as always, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, you know what? It started out. The first three shows of the week were excellent. 
And then I I made a critical error in the time for our attack has come. On Friday, instead of the after party, because Kimberly's mom was having surgery, so Kimberly's off uh, helping her mom out through all of that. And so we couldn't do do an after party on Friday. So what I did is I thought, hey, wouldn't it be cool if I went back into the archives, went back into the vault and picked out an old episode with me and Chez talking about the 2016 election a couple of days before the actual election happened. So you can see what the show sounded like back then, the old iteration of the show plus all of our bad bad predictions about what would happen (laughs) so i put that up on our patreon page for our ten dollars a month plus subscribers right and immediately everyone's like oh my god bob why did you do this why are you trying to depress and murder us with this (laughs) this sad sad episode of the show because yeah i guess it was because a a couple of things about it um first of all Mm -hmm. chez is no longer with us and so yes. that that was kind of sad in and of itself. But then also right. it was like, well, here we go. Hillary Clinton's probably going to win on Tuesday. Oh, <laughs> no, oh, that, oh. of course, didn't work out either. So wow. everyone wow. was kind of upset by that uh, replacement. So it was a, That's, started yeah. out good week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Then Friday rolls around and it was just a big, big old but, fat dud. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So that apologies. Did, did, yeah. A, a Debbie Downer treat there, but you made up for it with another great uh, indie music countdown show over the weekend. Yeah, see, so. there you go. Well, I screwed up again on on Thursday's show with Mary Trump because I mistakenly credited something to our very own T Rex David Ferguson that uh-huh. wasn't necessarily coming from him. And I'll I'll back up and describe this. You all know that every time we mention Eric Trump on the show, David mm-hmm. has had this bit where he goes, I'm Eric. You know, he does the yeah. Eric voice, right? Yeah. It makes That's everyone laugh and it's a lot right. of fun and everything. And then um, on Thursday's show, I had mentioned that I had heard Stephanie Miller say, I'm Eric. And so I wanted to give David public kudos for influencing, yeah, yeah, the mothership and and all of this, the main Stephanie Miller show and Stephanie herself. Because you didn't know. know? I I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. And so I got a text message on Saturday from Stephanie. We we were talking about something else initially, but Uh then she said, oh, by the way, I got I'm Eric, not from David. But I got it from Jim Ward. Jim Ward oh. was doing I'm Eric long before David was. And I was like, all right, well, I guess uh, maybe David heard it from Jim Ward. Maybe that's or, <laughs> that yeah, worked out or a coincidence. Yeah. Sometimes great minds think alike. I remember, you know, in the great DJ wars, you remember the great mm-hmm, DJ mm-hmm. wars of the 90s, don't you, Bob? Oh, yes. Uh, they, uh, it, where, you know, they would people would claim, oh, I thought of that first. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Steve Dahl did a lot of this. Uh, Howard Stern did the most of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Just sort of the, the I invented that. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, posture uh, and and sometimes uh, many people did steal from or were at least inspired by those great radio shows. But uh, sometimes great minds think alike, and mm. often uh, people were accused of stealing from other people just because they both thought of the same brilliantly funny thing right. and had no had no idea what the other person was doing. That's right. So maybe the dynamic here is that the Stephanie Miller show is sort of like our version of The Simpsons and South Park, because The Simpsons and South Park do every joke and every form of satire that there is so that other comedy writers, when they come up with their own material... They've got to cross-reference it with The Simpsons and South Park to make sure that they haven't done it already. And invariably, they've done it already. So that was certainly the case with Jim Ward and Stephanie Miller and the I'm Eric impression. So, yeah, yeah. credit where credit is due. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile... 
Here's where I am now, Buzz. Okay, talk to me. Because I'm ready. Now. I am ready to help you and everybody listening today, so <laughs> talk to me. I've reached that stage of pre-election anxiety uh-huh. where I'm now fighting with my mom's friends on her Facebook page. Oh, <laughs> this doesn't end well. No, it never this does. I, well. I know better. I should know Just... better. Disengage, Bob. Then to make, make, make nice with the ladies. I know. Please. I need to pull up now. Pull yeah, up, Bob. Yeah. Don't yeah. do that. Um, again, it's you see people who your family friends with, who mm. are calling your own mother a liar, and you go, "Oh my God, no!" Because my mom agrees with us, generally speaking, yeah, on these things. Yeah. And so, well, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you can't. You can't let that stand. You have to defend the honor of mom. There you go. Yeah, exactly. And in in this case, you really, really want to. So I jump in like, no, no, no. Here's the AP fact check about what you just said. And, you know, the name calling has got to stop and blah, 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 blah. And I'm going, I'm typing all this out and I'm going, why am I doing this? Why? Why? (laughs) Must be the anxiety, I think. See, I have, well, and I have a similar situation. Uh, I am friends with some of my parents' friends, and mm-hmm. they, too, are on our side. This is an, actually an opposite situation. Okay. My dad, as far as I know, at last check, I can't really discuss it with him, but at last check, my dad was not on our side, mm-hmm. uh, but his friends are, his yeah. neighbors are, the people I have separate relationships with. Um, and, and so, you know, it, yeah, but there's a lot of that. I read something today, a headline quoting a woman who said, uh, uh, I I disown my mother. I don't I don't have a mother anymore. Wow. Well, and it's all it's all over the Trump era. Yeah, yeah. and that, and that's I think what's uh, driving a lot of people, a lot maybe a lot of first time voters too, driving them out to the polls right. because I think generally speaking, people are sick and goddamn tired of all of this animosity. And you know, look, there's always divisiveness in politics. I've mm-hmm. said this for as long as I've been writing about politics. The divisiveness has always been part of the game. The name calling has always been part of the game. The dynamics though now have changed significantly where we're in this place where also the president is driving this tone in an ongoing way where he's right. borrowed the style of uh, cable news pundits and AM talk radio show people and he's turning that animosity he's driving that animosity through the mouthpiece of the president of the United States absolutely. and that's absolutely. that's what's created this uh, toxicity yeah absolutely and and here's my hopeful prediction uh, and, and I've given this some thought too mm-hmm. we're seeing uh, some very very enthusiastic bordering on and sometimes crossing the line of intimidating support for Trump. Yeah, uh, they they are a minority. They we and we will, as I've said before, have to deal with them. But I I have another prediction. Uh, at least this is like I said, a hopeful prediction. Okay, that that, that Trump loses this election, and uh, while it is true that so many of those many people will be very unhappy, I wonder how many will really put their muscle where their mouths are. Uh, when it comes to uh, in a revolt, I, I as I said last week, I think there will be isolated trouble. Mm. But I think, and we mustn't let ourselves be intimidated by that. I think, you know, I, I hope law enforcement, uh, despite its support for Trump, apparently, I, I hope law enforcement will, uh, you know, help keep that in check. But I, I don't, I don't see, as I said before, a civil war breaking out. Uh, I, I just think a lot of these people are. More talk than action. Yes. And so a lot of the intimidation that's occurring, 
I think that will disappear. And that is the first step. And I'm sorry it took so long to get here, but that's the first step. That's the first step to, you know, sort of reuniting the country. Oh, yeah, yeah. The second step is remembering that you can probably outrun them. That's the thing that I've discovered <laughs> over the past couple of months is seeing them actually yeah. run. I'm talking about the red hat loyalists here. Seeing yeah. them attempting well, to, you know, walk at a, at a fast yeah. pace even, it gets they're, a little exhausting for them. So if you can make it the extra block, you can probably uh, dust them <laughs> behind you. <laughs> well, a lot of them are going to be in their pickup trucks. So yeah, that there's be, that too. That, right, that, may right. be, that may be trickier too. Yeah. Uh, I will have optimism for you though before we're done here. <laughs> oh, good. Well, there are some things that are certainly optimistic i saw uh james carville talking about how there's going to be a result by 10 p.m and that we should stop worrying and of course i immediately tweeted that james carville needs to go outside spin around three times and curse and spit <laughs> well you don't want him jinxing it but i but i think he's very close to accurate in fact yeah. i I, I took a look at some of that today, and, and you look at dates here. Mm -hmm. if I have them in front of me. Yeah, here we go. Uh, here, here are the dates to watch if you want to circle your calendars. Tomorrow night, of course, and there, there are several scenarios under which we could have a result by bedtime Eastern time yeah. uh, on, on Tuesday night. We absolutely could. There are multiple scenarios where that could happen. If Pennsylvania is the problem we think it may be, uh, they have a, a deadline of Friday to receive all their ballots. All the ballots have to be in uh, to Pennsylvania by this Friday. Right. Uh, so uh, the real counting can, uh, can continue, uh, I, I suppose. Uh, December 8th is the safe harbor date. Uh, that's the date that uh, if enough states have their, their votes in, Congress can't intervene. Okay, good. Uh, and, and December 14th is when the electors meet. Uh, but if there's a problem in Pennsylvania at that late date, uh, as of December 14th, and that's that's where the Pennsylvania legislature could step in. Well, that's the one that I think everybody's going to be watching. Everyone's going to sure. be watching Pennsylvania. Everyone's going to be watching Florida. Because if those are called um, before the end of the evening tomorrow night, it's going to be a pretty decisive result, I think. And the same goes for, and I believe Carville was saying this too, I believe Carville was looking at North Carolina as a possible bellwether for right. Joe Biden. So if, if North Carolina goes early for Biden, we could uh, yeah. see a lot of different states that were in the toss-up category also going to Joe Biden. North Carolina, I think, has been almost forgotten in a lot of projections. And by the way, yes. speaking of projections, and speaking of the map, I came uh, up with a new term for something I've been describing for a couple of years now. You know, I've been describing... Okay how we follow the uh, Donald Trump presidency, and it feels uh -huh. kind of like the unease of it, the instability of it, kind of feels like when you lean too far back in your chair and you Absolutely. almost fall over. It's the Stephen Wright joke. You, you lean too far back in your chair, you almost fall over, but you catch yourself right at the, just at the last second before you fall over and break your neck. Right. And instead of describing all of that, I came up with a one-word term for that falling feeling, that sensation of adrenalized unease. What and, is it? and that term is Kornacki. I think <laughs> yes. I'm going with Kornacki to describe that feeling because every time Kornacki comes on television, I get that same sensation because he's playing out all of these and they even, they even have a logo for it. The what if logo. Why? Why are you doing this to America, Steve Kornacki? Please stop giving us a heart well, attack. Because every time, every time I see him start talking about these what if scenarios, this is this is what I do. This is the actual sound of me. Yeah, this is me yelling 
at my television. Uh, yeah, it, North Carolina absolutely could be a, a huge factor. Yeah. If Biden wins either Florida or North Carolina or Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, that's it. It's over. Yeah. Likewise, yeah. if Trump wins Pennsylvania, which, uh, you know, we really won't know until all the votes are counted, even though Trump will uh, claim a victory on election night. He, he's already said he would, that that if he was ahead on election night, he that's it, he would call uh, the, the election for himself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and he's putting up the big fence around the White House today. Yeah. Uh, another layer, another layer of fencing around the White House. Oh, yeah. But, but, but it doesn't matter what he says because there are laws mm-hmm. that dictate when and how votes are counted and how the winner is decided. And he can talk a blue streak and everybody knows he will. But it doesn't change the law. It doesn't change the yeah. reality. Here, uh, North Carolina is, by the way, Bob, one of the blue mirage states. Now, this is the thing you have to watch out for. On election night, you're going to end in the days after. We all are collectively going to see mirages appear and disappear and perhaps reappear, depending. Yeah. Uh, your, your blue mirage states to watch out for. These are the states that counting uh, most, if not all, of their ballots by bedtime. Uh, Florida, North Carolina, Texas, Ohio and Iowa. Yeah. Well, Iowa's a lost cause uh, for Biden. Uh, Ohio is uh, could go either way. Florida is very close, but I'm feeling pretty good about uh, the lead Biden has here and uh, some uh, early voting numbers and other indicators that that make me feel pretty good. But again, we'll watch for a monkey business there as well. But yeah. North Carolina is uh, one of those states where it could appear that uh, Democrats are winning, but we find out later they didn't. The red mirage states, uh, where the states that only count in-person votes, uh, or count only in-person votes before bedtime, are Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Yeah. So those are the ones we have to wait on. We may have to wait a very long time for Arizona because it allows its uh, mail-in ballots, uh, many of them to be delivered on Election Day at the polling places. Exactly. And, you know, I saw these numbers on Drudge. This is one of the first things I noticed when I woke up this morning. Um, right. The infamous Rasmussen pollster has their yes. final numbers out, and we all know all of their polls are weighted to support Donald Trump. In fact, I think some of them, especially the uh, Trump approval numbers, Trump will be minus 12 or minus 16 with the other pollsters, and then suddenly you'll see right. Rasmussen pop in with a plus four. Oh, my yeah, God. Right, right. <laughs> Donald yeah, Trump is above that. water, according to Rasmussen, when <laughs> everyone else in the world hates him. Um, so that's kind of the setup for this. According to Rasmussen's final numbers for this election, uh-huh. we got uh-huh. Biden 51, Trump 44. Yeah, that's about right. Big deal there. Uh, the breakdown state by state. That's the national poll, of course, which is ultimately irrelevant. We want to look at the state by state polls for the it Electoral is, it, College results. It, but, the Electoral College decides, but the, the popular vote is instructional and and yeah. uh, is very instrumental in determining those uh, electoral votes. That's right. So we've got Florida, according to Rasmussen, is Biden plus four. Uh, Michigan, Biden plus seven. Pennsylvania, Biden plus six. Here's your North Carolina, Biden plus one. Colorado, Biden plus eight. Iowa is even, which is kind of amazing. Texas, uh, mm. Trump is up four. In Texas, Montana somehow is on the uh, toss-up list here. Trump plus four. But that's pretty damn close. And so you could erase that four-point margin with some really strong turnout. And what have we seen, Buzz, in Texas in terms of turnout? Massive turnout, right? Massive turnout and overwhelmingly Democratic. And that's also true in Florida. Uh, You know, 
it's it, what we're hearing, and well, Nate Cohn, the the pollster for the New York Times, yeah, uh, says uh, Biden now, and I think we've mentioned this once before. Biden leads Trump outside the margin of error in 2016. Wow, uh, that is, and he has this pollster has gone on so far as to say that Donald Trump needs a much bigger margin of error this year than he had in 2016. Not just a little, yeah. uh, but much. It doesn't mean the polls are right, although they have made a lot of improvements, and including uh, uh, poll- more polling of uh, less educated white voters, white mm-hmm. males who didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know, they, they've improved their polling on that, which was one of their big errors in 2016. Uh, but Biden leads outside the margin of error in Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona, and New Mexico. Four of very key states. Yeah, uh, Florida, Florida and Iowa look good for Biden, according to the New York Times Siena College poll. But uh, Georgia, uh, but they're both too close to call, and both Georgia and Texas are in play. Yeah, uh, and and so there's some very encouraging numbers out there. And you're absolutely right. The the early vote and the Democratic turnout so far say a lot. Right, right. And earlier you were mentioning Nate Cohen, and Nate Cohen did something really interesting over the New York Times. He took the polling error from 2016 and applied that polling error to the polls for this year. And uh, I've been really hesitant to talk about some of those numbers because they seem really positive to me. And of course, I'm all about don't get happy, right? I don't think I don't think it's about that. I think he was responding to the the anxious voters out there yeah. who are going, yeah, but what about the margin of error? What about the right. margin of error? It, it only takes a margin of error for another guy to beat, you know, to, for Trump to, to beat Biden. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the purpose of this was, is okay, take a breath. Let's look at the numbers uh, from 2016, see how far off they were. Uh, stack that onto the 2020 numbers and see what effect it has. And whoa, yeah. there's a huge difference between the two numbers. Oh, yeah. He would need a much, much bigger margin of error. So uh, even if there is margin of error of some other kind this year, mm-hmm. uh, the voter enthusiasm should more than compensate for it. So I think, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of our listeners and, and maybe even we uh, go a little crazy. I certainly have my anxious moments. Uh, like why are the margins so narrow in yeah. key states when it's so wide, eight and a half points nationally? Mm-hmm. Uh, these, are, you know, I have anxiety, but so many people are worried about the poll numbers. Uh, I, I think that's why he he did this analysis. I think it was to try to soothe the nerves, and I, I for one, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, and I do too. And when I finally heard the numbers on Rachel Maddow the other night, I was blown away. I was shocked to see that if the same polling error that occurred in 2016 were to occur this year, according to Nate Cohn, what's the number? I think Joe Biden would still end up with 325 electoral votes, something like something in that range, certainly above 300. I don't remember the exact number that uh, Rachel Maddow read from from Cohn's reporting, but that is still significant. And that kind of assuaged some of my concerns. (laughs) leading up to all of this because you know i'm just like everybody else i'm still suffering from ptsd from 2016 you know exactly exactly and i and i totally understand that like i said i'm having my i've had a little difficulty sleeping as well i've had my moments of anxiety but uh i've seen enough positive numbers Mm -hmm. to to feel pretty good about the way things are going i I feel I, i tell you what astounds me if i have an anxiety about something it's not that uh, there's a possibility of a close victory. 
Uh, what what really gives me anxiety is that the differences in support between the candidates is as narrow as it is. Yeah, the, the, we live in a situation now where I think we should be shocked if the gap isn't at least twenty percent mm-hmm. between the two, and the fact that there is this nearly equal support for Trump is frightening and does not bode well. I I, just, I think a lot of those people will chill out after the election. Yeah. Many will not, but I think some will back down, and uh, and we have to count on that to a large degree. Yeah, I think what we should expect is something along the lines of the Tea Party from 2009, 2010, somewhere in there, because mm-hmm. that was the outcome of that catastrophic loss, where you had all of these people who were forming kind of this proto-Trump-style cult, sort of the proto-Red Hats, lining up right. for Sarah Palin during the 2008 race, especially in those fall months. And the people in those lines, I mean, I remember the videos distinctly. The people, the zealots, I should say, in yeah. those lines were sort of the preface to, the prologue to what emerged as the Tea Party uh, mm-hmm. after January, after Obama was inaugurated. And so I'm expecting that there will be a similar sort of thing. Some for- And what they'll probably do is they'll probably call themselves the resistance just to own the libs they'll probably fuck with us that way and say yes we're the resistance and yeah i I mean i i I don't care what they call themselves i you know at that point uh we'll wear that as a badge of honor yes indeed yes indeed well twitter says um an election result is not going to be considered official until announced by a state's election official or called by two of the following national news outlets abc associated press cbs cnn Fox News and uh, NBC, any tweets claiming premature victory may be limited by Twitter. And that was directed at Donald Trump himself. At, at right? Trump. He's yeah, already said yeah. publicly he plans to declare a victory uh, yeah. if, if he has the lead on election night. He wants the votes to, to stop being counted then. People in hell want ice water, but neither are going to get their <laughs> wishes fulfilled. Yeah. Uh, you know, So he can yammer about that all he wants, but it doesn't change reality mm-hmm. in this case. Right. Uh, you know, at least that's one thing he really can't control. It really is completely out of his hands. So we have a uh, another top five list this week. Uh, top five things you can expect to hear at Thanksgiving this year. And we're going to get to that in just one second. But the season of giving thanks is upon us right now. The special day of turkey, family, and football will be here before you know it. Before gathering with your family to share in your Thanksgiving traditions, it's important to allow some extra time for you. The time you need to take care of yourself and to look your best for your loved ones. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes, visibly reduced wrinkles, fine lines, and even under-eye bags in just a matter of minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines too. Numbers 11 and crow's feet Take 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. We are talking about Photoshop in a can. You can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com slash sexyliberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexyliberal. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee in case you don't like it. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buyplx.com slash sexyliberal or call 800 685 and say the code sexy liberal at checkout. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show.
Covering the great Dion Warwick. This is uh, oh, one of my faves, CC Grace right here. And uh, do you know the way to San Jose? Brand new, brand new recording. And I just received it into my email inbox a couple of weeks ago. So glad to get it on here. Uh, you can support CC Grace by going to bobseska.com. Find the podcast page for today's show. And then click on the link for CC Grace and go and buy all of her music. We got to support all of our independent bands through uh, all of this through the yes. pandemic because they can't tour, they can't uh, perform live, and that's where they make their money. So we got to got to make sure to buy their music and do our part to keep the music alive, right? Absolutely, and we're grateful for uh, some happy-go-lucky music at a time we could use that. <laughs> yeah. And and and, and a, another piece of useless trivia for me uh, that was one of the first songs I played as a DJ. Oh my God! Uh, wow. For a for a public radio station. Oh, how about that? That's so <laughs> for, cool. For, yeah. For a college radio station that actually had to sign off when it rained because uh, <laughs> uh, the tower got wet and our signal would begin drifting up and down the dial because we didn't have <laughs> we didn't have equipment to control that. So we were legally compelled by the federal government to sign off if it rained. So you actually had a tower. Man, my college station didn't yeah. have a tower. What we did, and this is literally how it worked, the signal was carried by the heating pipes. It was something <laughs> called carrier current, and that's how yes, the yeah. AM radio station at my college. Now it's an FM station, and it's you know they've got a big studio with a fancy board and everything like that. But back in the Stereo. day, man, we had those big dials that looked like you were on a submarine. And <laughs> well, you know. we're we're revealing too much about ourselves, but yes, that's all of that is true. Okay, let's do the top five list, and then we'll just go home, right? That's right. Here they are: the top five things you can expect to hear at Thanksgiving this year. Number five. Hey, where is everybody? <laughs> Number four, please pass the hand sanitizer. Number three, how about that Trump? <laughs> Number two, that's not cranberry sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and the number one thing you'll hear at Thanksgiving this year, have they finished counting the votes yet? The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> There's red hats at his feet, but he don't like you. Don't like you. He plays my music when they meet, and I might just sue. I just sue. No, please don't. Don't do it. <laughs> Keep on ruining the free world. Keep on ripping off the free world. Keep on ruining the free world. Man, I noticed today that uh, uh, Rocky Mountain Mike right there, and... Uh, I was Mr. noticing music. Yeah, I was noticing today Donald Trump uh, was landing Air Force One. Not not him personally, but That'd Air Force funny. One was landing, and at the rally they were playing uh, uh, the Village People's Macho Man. I, we all know that they do, they do YMCA for some reason at the end right. of the rally, but at the beginning of the rally they were playing Macho Man, which is a great bit of propaganda, a great bit of deception right oh, there. Sure. Given that wow. this guy is such a delicate, soft little muffin of nothing, I mean, he just I love that photo. I believe you and Kimberly both tweeted or retweeted it. Yeah, the picture of him all scrunched up from the cold. <laughs> yes, indeed. And there was one from back when he was married to. Uh, uh, Tiffany's mom, Marla Maples, 
and they were at some sort of baseball event. And I posted this on my Twitter account. So if you go to my Twitter account, Bob Seska underscore go, you can uh, find this photo. But it's a photo of Donald Trump wearing some sort of weird, bizarre variation of a baseball uniform where he's got the the baseball jersey on, but nothing on underneath. So it looks all doughy and misshapen. And then he's got these giant red and white, like, remember jams back in the 80s? It's just these gigantic shorts. And then the stupid baseball hat with his puffy hair underneath and he just looks all <laughs> doughy and pale and misshapen and i it, love your descriptions of him by he, the way. <laughs> i just can't help but to think that all of his red hats believe that he is some sort of 12 foot tall carved out of stone man made of iron where they're like chanting superman superman at his rallies and all i can think of is that picture in the stupid baseball jersey or the, yeah. the, the one uh, him laying on in laying in bed wearing that robe that's probably another classic <laughs> yeah, one or, yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. i hate i hate seeing that well you know uh, he can delude himself uh, all he wants uh, but like i said earlier it doesn't change reality that's right. uh, I, I i just have to jam this in uh, Joe Biden's lead is nearly as big as Obama's was in wow. 2008 and is bigger than Obama's was in 2012. Now, remember, in 2008, Barack Obama won Indiana. He yeah. almost won Missouri. I mean, that's yeah. how gigantic yeah. that victory was. Of course, he that's won right. North Carolina for the first time, turned up Virginia blue almost permanently uh, yes. in yes. 2008. And so there's a distinct possibility. And, of course, Obama won Iowa, too. And one of the reasons he was even nominated in the first place is because he was so strong in that Iowa caucus where they Mm -hmm. got under the ground and they organized for that caucus and delivered uh, not only the victory in the uh, primary, in the the caucus itself, but also uh, later on in the general election. And so, Well, if you you listening, like we, have these uh, anxiety attacks as we approach uh, the election results, uh, remind yourself of of that fact. Yeah. Remind yourself uh, that this is on track to be the biggest uh, presidential victory since Obama in 2008. And I hope, I hope I'm not replaying this episode of the show four years from now as a cautionary tale. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no. No, we're burning this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, four years from now. Here, Patreon subscribers, here's that show where me and Buzz were overly optimistic leading into the election. No, no, that's not going to happen. I think we're going to be okay. Uh, holy shit, this thing on the highway in Texas. Oh, my God. Where, yeah. I was half expecting to see a, a guy with a flame-throwing guitar like in uh, Mad Max Fury Road as these idiots well, careened down the highway and surrounded the Biden bus, right? Many, many of them were armed, some of them with assault rifles, assault weapons. So, Jesus. Uh, you know, this is absolutely... I mean, and they rammed a, a Biden staffer's SUV mm. in, in the course of this. There's video of all of this. Yeah. The FBI is investigating. Uh, let me be more specific. The San Antonio office of the FBI uh. is investigating this, so it is not yet under the influence of Bill Barr and company. Right. Uh, but uh, So that's relieving. With the police, not so much. And with so many police unions endorsing Trump, uh, there's a considerable nervousness about uh, where the police are going to come down uh, if things do get out of hand. And naturally, Donald Trump had to endorse whatever oh, group sure. of post-apocalyptic Egg-a-mon. mutants yeah, were, Egg-a-mon. were doing absolutely. That. No, egg them on. Absolutely yeah, yeah. egg them on. Not just mm. to endorse them, but 
really sort of invited more. So maybe you can explain to me, Buzz, what the political point of stopping traffic happens to be. I mean, who are we <laughs> Who are we going to convince by when stopping you, when traffic you, on the highway? Here's my take. When you've got nothing else, and that's, <laughs> that's really where I think they are. Yeah. Uh, I saw somebody say, well, way to turn out the vote. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure it does. It's a show of strength. It's a show of power. It's a show of intimidation. Yeah. At least it's an attempt at all of those things. Um, don't let the terrorists win. As we, as we have said since nine eleven. Yeah. Uh, here again, we cannot, will not. Americans, the rest of America, will not tolerate it. Right. And uh, I, I think enough law enforcement, especially under a Biden presidency, enough law enforcement will be able to help quash that. Plus, as I've said many times before, we just have to make it not cool anymore. Yeah. And I, I think we can do that. I just wonder where the hell law enforcement is. And then I realize, yes. oh, that's right. They're white people. <laughs> I forgot yeah, they're white people. The yeah. law enforcement doesn't apply to them, and uh, in Texas especially. Well, yeah, exactly, and and certainly in New Jersey. I, I always go back to this one story, and I'm not make a long story short here. Um, I once got pulled over driving a car in which the uh, the patrolman thought that my windows were tinted too dark. Mm-hmm. And so I got pulled over, and he pulls out this mechanism, and puts it on yes. my uh, on my window, right. and determines through some sort of laser, I guess, uh, voodoo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that my windows are too dark. Who Very the different. fuck knew that there was a statute about the darkness of your window tinting, for fuck's sake? Mm-hmm. But I got a ticket. I got pulled over. It's 2 o'clock in the morning, for God's sake. And, uh, <laughs> well. and, and there are these people. All over the Garden State Parkway, stopping traffic. Now, uh-huh. imagine if there, and this goes all the way back to Bridgegate. You know, it wasn't Chris Christie enough of a cautionary tale for you morons. Uh, no. You know, this was about putting on a show, and, yeah. and they're very proud of the show they put on. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to hold up for them at the polls. No, <laughs> certainly pissing people off on the highway because nothing makes, at least speaking for myself, nothing makes me more furiously angry than being in traffic for any length of time and i think i speak well, for millions of us as well more than that as you pointed out on twitter um, emergency vehicles need to get through you oh know, yeah grown-ups grown-ups need to get through and have things to do <laughs> and uh you know they were all they were all free on sunday and they decided to have and this happened all over the country yeah uh in, in the case of the 100 cars that were uh in Texas uh, trying to drive the Biden bus off the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cops were outnumbered like fifty to one. Yeah, you know, they, they 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 were not that they were necessarily. I don't know if they were motivated to do anything about it or not. But they really weren't in a position to. They certainly weren't prepared for it. And then they all went to the nearest ATM and took a really long time at the ATM as well. Just, (laughs) what's my passcode? Do I put the card in upside down? How do I, down and to the left or down and to the right? Is it the right of the ATM or my right? It was a threat. It was trolling (laughs) and it was a threat. Yeah, I think so. Apparently, I think you mentioned this earlier, Buzz, the White House is locking down. Federal law enforcement has told NBC that beginning, I believe, today, crews are Yes. Building a non-scalable fence to secure the White House complex, the Ellipse, and Lafayette Square. 250 National Guardsmen have been put on standby. Right. Good God. The guard is hanging out just outside the city limits, ready to move in. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I presume they're dusting things in the bunker. Yeah. Uh, But it is an additional layer of fence. I like the fact that they've called it non-scalable because that sounds like a challenge to me. (laughs) 
really, they're throwing down the gauntlet. We dare you <laughs> to right. try to climb up this. Yeah. And what they've oh. done, I think, uh, didn't they put a moat in there with alligators and snakes? <laughs> didn't Trump talk He's about so- that? He's, yeah, I think he did actually talk about it at one point. Yeah, uh, for something. Oh, that was for the border wall. For actually, the border wall, yeah. It yeah. may be. It may be that may be his rule for all walls. As far that's as right, we know. with the skin piercing spikes. Two reporters in the Russian, <laughs> and they said President Trump started screaming, ranting, and raving. And on the southern border, where we are right now building a tremendous wall. Okay, ready? That I wanted a wall, but I wanted a moat. A moat. A moat. A moat. Whatever that is. Not a word I used, but they used it. Yeah. A moat. A moat. And in the moat, I wanted alligators and snakes. Alligators and snakes. And I moat. wanted the wall to be a fence. And I wanted to be electrified. <laughs> and I wanted sharp spikes at the top. So if anyone gets it, it, it goes piercing through their skin. Is somewhat the way they say <laughs> Skin piercing spikes. Skin piercing spikes. There you go. You know what that and sounds like? I want like? that whole world to be electrified. <laughs> All right, I'll so stop. I'll stop. Yeah, wow, it does go on, and it sounds like a little kid saying what he wants for Christmas, doesn't That's right. it? Right, and I, Trump, and I yeah. want a and I want a fire truck, and I want to, you know, and he just goes on and, on and on. Yeah, that was the original Tiny Trump, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Um, okay, here was the biggest news I saw in the polls uh, for this entire election cycle. Apparently, Buzz, the Karens are all voting for Joe Biden this year. So thank really? God. Thank God Joe's got the support of all of the various Karens in the, apparently, in the world. Apparently, yeah. they did get to speak to the manager. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's an actual study showing that... <laughs> <laughs> the Karens are voting. A strong majority of women named Karen are voting for Democratic presidential oh. nominee Joe Biden over Donald Trump, according to a study released on Monday. The real Karens. They, <laughs> over the past two months, the New York Times and Siena College clearly have lots of free time because they've conducted polls in almost every battleground state, creating a large database of likely voters and their preferences and categorize them uh, by their names. Of those uh, with the first name Karen, the study found 60% are voting for Joe Biden. The figure fell to 57% when considering data from those who support neither candidate. Next were women named Barbara and Lisa, of whom 58 and 54% respectively said they were voting for Joe well, Biden. So at least there's a little, little women, ray of sunshine in there with the Karens. Yeah, the female vote. And maybe, and well, there's no maybe about it. We, we have to ditch the name Karen then for yeah. uh, women perhaps we should be calling by the B word. Uh, <laughs> well, and, yeah. And, and leave the Karens alone because the, the real Karens are doing the right thing, it, it appears. Exactly. And now all those Karens are complaining at the New York Times. Right? Where's the manager? <laughs> I talked to the manager of the New York Times and Siena College. I have a thing to say about your poll. Okay. And then, by the way, I'm not wearing a mask. And that's just the, the Karen. Yeah, because the, the, the women we've nicknamed Karen, who aren't mm-hmm. really Karens right. in most cases, uh, <laughs> you know, they, they're very anti-mask, pro-Trump, uh, very, mm-hmm. very vocal about it. Uh, very unpleasantly vocal about it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's see what else. Um, we have a bunch of uh, the polling forecasts that have dropped. I know I was trying to madly, frantically get to the the Sabato Crystal Ball is the one I was trying to get to the Center for Politics. Uh, I, I took a ball. girl. I took a girl to the Sabato Crystal Ball <laughs> one year. That's right. Oh man. Well, they've got uh, Joe Biden at three hundred twenty-one electoral votes. Donald Trump at 217 electoral See? votes. See? Yeah. Uh, you know, Buzz, I saw one earlier today. I saw a forecast, just a ra- you know, a guy's random guess uh, at what the Electoral College was going to be. And he came up with 306. And I was like, 
oh, you know what? If it's 306, Donald Trump is going to spend the rest of his life saying that he actually won the election because he got more electoral votes in 2016 than Joe Biden got in 2020. That's what's going to happen if he only ends up with 306. Oh, he's, they, he's, he's got a litany of, of excuses already. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I may be prepared for anything. But no, I think he's already got his 2020 strategy lined up, mm -hmm. which is to uh, claim victory and hope people will believe him. He certainly hopes and knows that his people will yeah. believe him. And that's cause for concern. We're just going to have to cross that bridge when we get to it. Man, he is desperate yeah. all, all over Twitter right now. He's just throwing everything against the wall, everything he could possibly land on. In fact, during his uh, one of his more recent rallies, I think he's got a few more today and then that's it he was assessing biden's body yes while yeah. fantasizing about beating up joe biden checking him out yeah he said uh those legs those legs have gotten very thin not a lot of base you wouldn't have to close the fist right that's <laughs> That's the brain worms language for, yeah, I can beat up Joe Biden. Look at me. I'm tough. And that is that is uh, four years from now how we will be deciding elections, uh, by the way. <laughs> yes, by the Winner shape of, the of people's fight. legs. or a f Yeah, a fist fight, exactly. I was just thinking we were going to have a, a leg a, contest. A slap, like, a slap fest, yeah. <laughs> all, the all of the candidates will have to show their legs at some point. They, <laughs> let's evaluate your legs. Yeah, everybody takes out a laser pointer and puts the, points to the areas where there's cellulite and stuff like that. It's just going to be all kinds of madness. Uh, and that's if we even have elections, if Donald Trump wins again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but And and it's possible, but I, I really don't see it. Can I, I, I brought some fun, encouraging numbers. Yes, that are, please. That are smaller than, and maybe not as intense intimidating or uh, less likely to be distrusted, perhaps, than some of the poll numbers. Gotcha. We, we see them, and they're, they're all over the place. Here's a real uh, number for you that has nothing to do with polls or early votes necessarily. It's certainly not polls. The Postal Service has processed over 523 million election mail items. Now, that's uh, in spite of the hijinks that are going on at the post office, and those are very real and they're having a very real effect in suppressing a lot of votes. We have, uh, what is it, the latest count, 30 million outstanding ballots yet. Mm -hmm. Don't be too frightened by that because, as I said, in cases like Arizona, uh, people can uh, go into their polling place on Election Day with the mail ballot they received filled out and, and sign it and hand it in there. Yeah. So uh, many of those, I believe, will be accounted for, and we see that number shrinking. It had been like something like 43 million. So 13 million of those that hadn't been turned in have now been turned in, and they continue to come in. So don't be dissuaded by that. But these 523 million election mail items the USPS has handled this year, that's a 200 million piece increase wow. from the 2016 election. That's yeah. a real number. It has nothing to do with polls. Yeah, and you know, the other thing I was thinking about, too, is that Donald Trump is actively using the courts right now, or I should say exploiting the courts, Yes, in part to disenfranchise military voters. This is no surprise yeah. to any of us who know about suckers and losers and everything that Bob Woodward reported about back in August, and uh, everything that certainly preceded that, going all the way back to what he was saying about John McCain in 2015 or 2016 or whatever the hell that was. Well, now the process of trying to stop 
stop the vote counting prematurely is going to disenfranchise all kinds of military voters who all vote absentee. And maybe some, if not most of those ballots, if Donald Trump is successful, could end up getting thrown out. So there's just another insult to our military personnel in this country. You know, this is the greatest crime, in my opinion. Every American, every person in this country deserves a vote. Yeah, uh, yeah. Every person of age and, and whatever the basic legal qualifications need to be. But uh, all of these rules and this confusion and, you know, we need to, I, if, by the way, if the Republicans lose this election, uh, they will join the Democrats in being ready to ditch the Electoral College. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think even if Democrats win, they will still be of a mind to uh, ditch the Electoral College based on what's happened over the last several decades. Uh, Likewise, I think if they lose, the Republicans will be all for uh, ditching the Electoral College. Every vote needs to count. It needs to be a majority choice. It is criminal that any person, any American certainly, be denied uh, the the right to vote over usually some silliness. Yeah, and here's another example of that kind of silliness. Uh, We're in Texas... The Republicans were trying to uh, get all of the votes that were cast in this drive-in facility, this drive-in mm-hmm. polling place in Harris County, Texas. Right. Republicans are trying to get all of those ballots thrown out. All of them. And I don't know what the hell argument they used, but it had to have been just absolutely insane. I mean, how do you say these votes are no longer valid? Why? Because people drove their cars into a tented polling booth? I mean, they, they had a really elaborate setup. Well, in the case of Texas, this policy had been announced months and months ago. Yeah. It had been repeated publicly again and again. Notice, and I think the judge will too, that Republican objections to this long-announced policy came after the voting had already started. Yeah, I, I don't even think a Texas judge could rule against that. Uh, and in fact, uh, a Texas uh, Supreme Court or a, a, a yes, Superior the Texas Court Supreme Court, yeah. Texas yeah. has has ruled in favor mm-hmm. of the drive-through voting. And based on the current mood at the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court's made it clear it doesn't want federal courts. Uh, deciding uh, yeah. state election laws. So the Supreme Court won't stand for this. Hopefully the uh, federal court, the federal district court, will understand this and uh, not cross the Supreme Court and allow this to go through. But nobody should have to be fighting for their right to vote. We should just already have it. Yeah, and so much for states' rights, right, Republicans? Yes, My God. Right. I mean, the, right. the Republican Party has been the states' rights party for decades now. And yet they're not cool with the states doing what they have to do as far as the elections go. Uh, Hypocrisy, thy name is Trump-publican. Oh, yes, exactly. They're all familiarizing themselves with federalism and becoming newly found supporters of a strong central government. Weird. I would would love this to be a a movement. Uh, You know, I've long referred to them as Trump-publicans because... Uh, they are merged. They have become one. Yes. And I don't think we should ever, ever, ever let the former Republican Party uh, allow this to be forgotten. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. They should and shall, I hope, forever be Trump-publicans. 
Well, there has never been a more important time to have a supply of reliable respirator face masks. COVID is on the increase all across the country, and the director of CDC has testified under oath before Congress that wearing a face mask is more important than getting a vaccine when it comes to reducing the spread of COVID in our country. Only respirator face masks provide medical-grade protection, and only FDA-authorized respirator masks provide the quality required. The New Deal Shop.com has FDA-authorized respirator masks ready to ship to you right now, and every pouch comes with verifiable anti-fraud labeling so you know they're going to work. Trust the mask medical professionals are using. Go to thenewdealshop.com and get FDA-authorized U.S.-tested respirator face masks now with free immediate shipping for my listeners. Bulk pricing is available too so you can get the masks you need affordably and quickly. Go to thenewdealshop.com right now and get FDA-authorized respirator masks. Keep yourself and keep your family safer and healthier this fall. That's thenewdealshop.com. Thank you. Bob Seska! Saying about the uplifting song that we played earlier, uh, <laughs> here's a here's a super duper dark song for you. This is uh, Jason Roach and a song called Gravity Well. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is darker than your windshield. <laughs> BobSeska.com/music. Also, go to uh, BobSeska.com. Click on the podcast page for today's episode, and you too can support uh, Jason Roach. And uh, cl- make sure to click all the links. In fact, go to the Indie Music Countdown. Click all of those links. Support all of those bands. I'm so happy to see our Patreon subscribers lining up to uh, buy some music right now. So good for Absolutely. everybody. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, the arts are really taking a hit. I have really taken a hit uh, during this pandemic, and. Uh, we we need them now more than ever, and yeah. we're going to need them after this is over, and mm-hmm. it will be someday. Uh, so uh, it would be a good idea uh, to support uh, artists of all kinds, especially the ones you hear on this show. Yeah, and apparently uh, Bill Barr might be out of work <laughs> fairly soon. Did you notice yeah. there were there were red hats gathering outside his house, not in support of Bill Barr, but to right. protest Bill Barr. I mean, that's one of the most amazing turns of events here in the course it of is. the Trump presidency that Donald Trump has been using the attorney general and the attorney general is clearly acquiescing to this, yeah. using the AG as his personal lawyer, even getting him to interfere in this uh, non-disclosure agreement between Melania Trump and this author of this <laughs> Melania book. Oh, uh, he'll still run. He'll still run little errands. But uh, Barr has basically stopped uh, doing Trump's bidding and yeah. is laying very, very low because he is very likely to be fired, and I think you're right. I think the protest outside his house will accelerate uh, and increase the chances of that prospect. Uh, this, this guy, I would say this poor guy if he wasn't such an evil bastard, but but uh, this guy is... Uh, he can't win at this no, point. No, uh, there's no, there's no escape route for him. This is the guy who lied about the Mueller report, who saved Trump's ass by lying about the Mueller report, 
Uh, and now he, for this is the thanks he gets. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I'm Gina Haspel from the CIA, if I'm Bill Barr, Attorney General, if I am uh, uh, Christopher Ray, the director of the FBI, I'm getting my resume Easy. ready. I'm spending yeah, this oh. past weekend uh, working on my resume because I'm I'm sure Ray already has. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, because he's a, definitely a goner, probably the day after the election or mm-hmm. very, very shortly after that. Uh, White House sources uh, tell the newspapers that Ray is absolutely a goner at this point. Here's my hope for Ray and also uh, Dr. Fauci, who... Oh, yeah, uh, Fauci, too. Yeah. You know, uh, firing Fauci, the, the Trump crowd shouting, fire Fauci, fire mm-hmm. Fauci. This is gone. This is everything but torches and pitchforks. Yeah. Uh, here's my hope uh, that uh, he would immediately be rehired by the Biden administration. In mm-hmm. fact, were I Joe Biden... I would hire him now for the transition team, or at least upon his firing. Uh, listen, Fauci's tried to play it apolitical, but they've made it impossible for him to do so. And uh, so Fauci is speaking very candidly now, saying the way we are situated, meaning the way Trump has us situated, uh, we're in for a really, really bad time. This is the worst possible scenario that we're entering, and uh, that's not what the Trump administration or his supporters wanted to hear. Mm. Uh, so he's in great danger. I, let's rescue uh, Christopher Ray. Let's rescue uh, Fauci, Anthony yeah. Fauci. Let, let's rescue as many good people as we can before they get too far away. As I said, were I Biden, I would not only uh, be promising them jobs in my administration, I would be offering them jobs now if they care to take them as part of the transition team. <laughs> You imagine being uh, 79 years old? I think that's uh, Dr. Fauci's age. I think he's right. coming up wow. on 80. Uh, can you imagine being that age and having to work on your resume and worry about where you're going to work next? I, uh, I can't even imagine being that age. <laughs> Me neither, man. But uh, Of course, this all comes from a president who is literally murdering his own supporters. In fact, yes. we, we got an official number. We'll wrap up with this. Uh, Trump rallies have now led to 30,000 COVID cases and Mm -hmm. 700 deaths. Donald Trump's rallies have killed 700 red hats. That's an amazing, amazing, amazing statistic. And it might be the only statistic that you need to remember coming out of this administration. He killed his own people. He sickened his own people. It's an interesting uh, business model, I guess, modeled after <laughs> the perhaps the tobacco, jam. perhaps modeled after the tobacco industry. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, no, we don't want to end on that sour note, Bob. Let me. <laughs> let me I, I, I've got. Okay. I've got. I've got happier stuff. All right, let's listen hear some the, happier stuff then. Sure. Again, from the New York Times uh, Siena College poll. <laughs> gotcha. Marac- Maricopa County, Arizona. Uh, Mar- you know, you yeah. know the sheriff and Maricopa yeah. County. Exactly. Maricopa County, Arizona, in 2016, uh, Trump won the county by three points. Wow. Biden Biden leads there now by six. Oh, my God. That's wow. a nine-point swing in Maricopa County. And, and I, you know, expect some of this. Expect mm-hmm. to see this. In Wisconsin, voters who did not cast a ballot in 2016 favor Biden by 19. Points, Jesus, and there are a lot of uh, people voting in this election who mm-hmm. did not vote in 2016, and you see the the lead that Biden has among them. It's very similar. You will be encouraged to hear all of us, I think, uh, where Biden leads in that same group. Voters who did not vote in 2016, Biden leads in Florida. 
by 17 points. Wow, Jesus. So, and and he, leads, he leads by 12 points in Pennsylvania and seven in Arizona among those who didn't vote in 2016. So tell me, what are your final thoughts here as we go to wrap up the, uh, the last free show before Election Day? Where, where do you think we're going to land? I mean, you don't need to predict okay. anything, no, but I'll, I'll give it a what shot. are some things that you would uh, impart upon our listeners here uh, as we... Uh, oh, you, you know already it's going to be hard for all of us, but we all know what we have to do, and that is be patient. Yeah. Uh, we could very well uh, have a comfortable idea of result on election night, tomorrow yeah. night. Uh, if not, uh, then we will very likely know on this Friday, the 6th, yeah. when uh, when Pennsylvania's, the last of Pennsylvania's ballots are accepted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so these are the, the dates to immediately watch. It, it, I don't think it will be too long. And as we all also know, the greater the margin of victory here, uh, the, the less chance Trump or anybody else uh, can do something with it. By the way, you asked about the Fox decision desk earlier. Oh, yeah. Totally, totally impartial wing of Fox. They don't even, okay. they're they're hired as separate contractors and are in no way, in fact, the guy who runs the place is kind of an old guy, but he's, he's you would love this guy for his honesty. Okay. Uh, this guy is not going to monkey with the facts. The Fox anchors might, but I don't think so, especially, again, if the victory is decisive. So none of these nightmare scenarios that we've looked at, uh, including Trump barricading himself in the White House, <laughs> none, of it, none of it means anything if the numbers are really good. I, I'm going to – I'll just make a, a – and I think this is a conservative projection. Mm-hmm. Biden by five. By five. That's the popular vote margin, you're saying? Yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's like I said, way closer than I would want, way closer than it should be for a healthy America. Yeah. I, for a second there, I felt uh, I felt a bit of Kornacki, as uh, you were oh, mentioning, because yeah. I thought I'm, you were talking about electoral votes. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, but I am I'm in sort of that Kornacki mood, and that's why I came armed with so many facts and figures today and i could not let us end i could not let us end on a sour note mm-hmm. i had to because i know the anxiety that that's that's out there that you and i feel yeah and uh, i wanted to give some really solid encouragement before we head out the door well here you go uh, a couple of things uh from me first of all the hashtag if donald mm-hmm. trump tries to declare victory prematurely the hashtag is and, and i think rick okay. wilson was tweeting this out before the hashtag okay. is fuck you keep counting that is the hashtag to remember for tomorrow right. night if Donald Trump right. goes, hey, oh, look, I've won. Hey, everybody, look at me. I won. And uh, first of all, none of the network should carry that, whatever it is, whatever announcement he makes along those lines. But second of Amen. all, yeah. I'm scared about that. Yeah. yeah. The social media response has got to be, fuck you, keep counting. Um, and if everything goes well and Joe Biden wins this thing, uh, I think the a lot of the credit is going to go to young voters, younger mm-hmm. people, and I think yeah. a lot of credit is going to go to older voters as well. Well, see, now you make me drag out another number here. <laughs> uh, Bi- Biden is poised to be the first Democrat in 20 years yeah. to carry older adults, and older wow. adults always vote. That's money in the bank you can count on. Yeah. And then one of the big takeaways, I believe, if Joe Biden wins this, is uh, Trump fatigue exacerbated by COVID. I think uh, there would have been Trump fatigue anyway, but the fact that he has so badly botched this response to the pandemic has 
augmented the Trump fatigue by a factor of a thousand. I mean, people are turning out. I think a lot of people are turning out to vote for the first time because they're sick and fucking tired of the shenanigans and the fuckery on COVID. That's that's why the uh, people who didn't vote last time uh, number is so high Mm. uh, this time. And to see uh, Biden have a 20-point lead among those voters, uh, it couldn't be more encouraging. Uh, My other parting thought would be uh, what I tweeted this morning, which is uh, believe in a vaccine if Fauci takes it. Believe in the election results if AP calls it. Oh yeah, that was a great thought. I I definitely retweeted that. Sometimes I wish there was yeah, a like a super retweet button where you can retweet it <laughs> and it, I don't know it retweets a bunch of times for you. It's almost like a you know like a shotgun retweet or something. Like I would that. settle. I would settle for uh, being able to edit your tweets. Yes. And also, I, I italics. Oh my why, god. Why? Why? If you want to emphasize, why does it have to be in all caps? Why can't it be italics? <laughs> I know. Shit. You know what? I had to delete I don't know how many tweets uh, this past uh, couple of days because of uh, spelling errors or like typos, oh, basically. Yeah, yeah. not I necessarily know. like I'm an idiot and I don't know how to spell things. We're, but it's just like, we're, yeah, you, you hit we're the, all we're all jittery. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> no doubt about that. But uh, okay, so that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, last yeah. free show. We're going to be back. Uh, of course, I think at least Kimberly and I will be doing a show, kind of a roundtable, kind of recap show on Wednesday to see where we are with the election, okay. see, uh, talk about the results. Um, and then, of course, we'll do the normal Thursday show, as usual, every week, same time, same bat mm-hmm. channel there. And then an after, well, I don't know. Probably, yeah. You know what? I think we're going to do an after party this week, even though Kimberly Good, is in a different location. We're going to use the oh. same hookup we use for you and uh, David and, and Jody. We're going to use that for Kimberly on you'll, you'll Friday. Have to use, you'll have to use separate refrigerators. <laughs> yes, and thank you for dropping that one in, too. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Post Worm Show is coming up next. We've got lots more to talk about here, a little bit more about the election, a little bit more about COVID, some fun stories, some not-so-fun stories. So stand by for that on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show. If you want to subscribe, $5 a month will get you two post-mortem shows a week. $10 a month will get you two post-mortem shows plus the Friday after party. $15 a month gets you all that crap plus uh, commercial-free versions of the show plus emails and community and all that stuff too. So thanks for supporting our Patreon page at, uh, again, bobseskashow.com is the address there. Buzz Burbank News and Comment, I imagine. It's going to be 12 hours long on Thursday, probably. Uh, you know how hard it is to start writing a newscast that won't air until after the election? <laughs> I, I don't envy you at all. Wish, I just wish me luck. I bailed out of writing for Salon today. I was like, whatever I say today is going to be completely irrelevant tomorrow, so I'm not even going to uh, try. You're yellow. You're yellow. <laughs> I just gave up. Uh, okay, that's it for the show. We'll see you uh, over on uh, Patreon. Take care, folks. Bye-bye, and God bless. Godspeed to the American Republic. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. The season of giving thanks is upon us right now. The special day of turkey, family, and football will be here before you know it. Before gathering with your family to share in your Thanksgiving traditions, it's important to allow some extra time for you. The time you need to take care of yourself and to look your best for your loved ones. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes, visibly reduced wrinkles, fine lines, and even under-eye bags in just a matter of minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, too. Numbers 11 and crow's feet 
take 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. We are talking about Photoshop in a can. You can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com slash sexyliberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexyliberal. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee in case you don't like it. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buyplx.com slash sexyliberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexyliberal at checkout. Thank you.